Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first of two Best of the World Cup episodes from your pals here at the Football Ramble. It was a strange old World Cup, really. Argentina won it. England reminded us we hate penalties. Germany had a mayor. And Ghana got revenge on Luis Suarez. Sort of. Today's episode features our favourite clips from the group stages, where England went from easy to awful, back to easy again. Andy and Jules watched Cristiano Ronaldo in the flesh, and Wayne Rooney told everybody about his manhood. Join us tomorrow with a look back over the knockout stages. See you then. Peter, Aaron Ramsdale's in the squad, mm. of course, and he revealed this week that he watched England versus uh, Tunisia in 2018 uh, at the World Cup in Russia last time round from uh, Lineker's Bar in Ayanapa. Cracking stuff. It's good stuff, isn't That's it? That's what we want, isn't I... it? <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch all England performances through a fog of uh, potential STDs. Personally, I, I, really do. I, I want that fear. It, it gives me that extra sort of like edge. I think you know, I'm, not worried, I'm, I'm not worried about the defence. I'm not worried about the defence. I'm not worried about the width. I'm not worried about square pegs and round holes. I'm worried oh. about well, other things and other yeah, all that, all that business. I'm just worried about. Pete's not no. worried about the width. I'm worried that's about the, chlamydia, Marcus. Marcus, Marcus right, I'm worried okay. about chlamydia, mate. I know you are. I know you are. You <laughs> stick with me, son, and you'll yeah. be all right. Um, <laughs> um, now, one of our favourite sons, um, Kevin Keegan, was talking uh, recently about who might win the tournament, and among mm. the, the likes of Brazil and Argentina, he he mentioned Italy, uh, which was quite <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> is he just trolling Italy? Is that what that is? is I, no, no, I don't think he. I don't think he's capable he's of trolling. Yeah. <laughs> I have offered my services to uh, to go and coach um, the players right. if, they want, well, if they want some advice on taking penalties. Mr. Southgate, are you listening? Well, to be fair, I mean there were probably other managers that may have been more likely than the woke Mr. Southgate. Welcome back to the football ramble, everybody. <laughs> that sound clip was wearing jeans and shoes. Yeah. Boot, cut, Boot jeans cut jeans and yeah. brown broads. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it has uh, paint a mile down the front of it. Yeah. Um, two terrible men. Uh, from terrible men to Gianni Infantino, everybody. He was reelected 
re-elected this week as FIFA president. You cannot keep a good man down. Um, <laughs> yesterday, he did what can only be described as quite an extraordinary one-hour-long press conference where he defended the World Cup, which he, he's president of FIFA, so like... Whatever I think of that, I, I expect that, yeah. if you see mm -hmm. what I mean. I Regrettably, I expect that. I think we all do. And then he accused, obviously, the West of hypocrisy with, with Qatar. And he stated, or, or started, rather, during the speech by stating, today I am Qatari, today I'm gay, today I'm a migrant worker. He also said, today I'm disabled and, and other absolutely downright offensive things. Um he, he, he later said he wasn't actually those things, but he did understand discrimination uh, and racism and so on because when he was younger, he had freckles and red hair. He talked about being a foreigner in a foreign country. Now, I mean, it's quite breathtaking. I just It was just, again, on, on, on social media, journalist after journalist just saying, I cannot believe what I'm hearing here. Doesn't matter what paper they were writing for, what political leaning they, were, they, they, they leaned towards, nobody could believe what he was saying. And the fact that he that he came out with that shows you just how downright moronic he is. I mean, David, what what do you reckon to this? Because it like this is the, he's essentially like the president of football. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The problem is there's a precursor in place in the fact that he's got no opposition at all, so he probably feels untouchable. He's just been re-elected, no opposition again. Next time he runs, probably won't be any opposition as well. So I think he kind of feels untouchable. He can come out with all this mad shit, and it doesn't really matter because no one's going to you know, mm. put any pressure on him internally to really to walk away. I think there's been a precursor with Blatter, how he ran things, how he operated. Um, and I'm not saying Infantino's on that scale, but there will be something there, what he's doing, you know, that isn't mm -hmm. right. And the, this statement, I just can't believe that, that he probably looked at that speech the night before and thought oh, this looks decent this like this this will win them over <laughs> yeah this will win them over it was just astonishing and uh <laughs> it was a bit madcap i felt like he really lost his head and i thought it was pretty grim actually i thought it was quite disrespectful to compare yeah. him being bullied for yeah. having ginger hair to people who were dead and also being threatened with jail yeah. and death it's yeah, absurd yeah. and then also to claim that today he is those people I mean, yeah. well, to be fair it, it, to any of us here, if we had to wing a speech for an hour, we'd probably say <laughs> some mad stuff. Like on, yeah, but Jim, even at your most craven, Jim, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't think you would go anywhere near. No, yeah. not a like, chance. I, because I don't think your brain goes even even glances at those avenues. Yeah. You know, why is he speaking for an hour? Uh, it's just What's too he got much. To I'm giving that to himself. <laughs> There's too much room for error. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up in five it. minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Learn from politicians, even the bad ones. N nice and quick, bat it all away, deflect, deflect, and even whack your fist on the table yeah. like Blatter and go, well, I demand respect, I'm the head of football, I'm the, I'm the big man, you're yeah. not up yours. All of that, times ten, would have not even approached... How bad? No, no I can turn was. it around. Everyone, I can turn it around. I can, <laughs> I can shut everyone up. But to just get the right combination of is words, everyone will think it's just fine. just ends, end, ends one of the sentences. Is what I would have said if I was insane. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. He's turned it around. <laughs> Just, Phew, yeah. It was all a dream. Yeah, you, you had me going there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, well, you, he oh, can't Johnny. even use the excuse that he was drunk, can he? Do you know what I mean? Sorry. Easy, 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 easy,
bloody was. <laughs> it bloody was. Legitimately really Oh, was. dear. Patrick McSee said uh, to us on Twitter, Aunt, uncle, the whole extended family's giddy over here. Six goals, David. Come on. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's you, a surprise. You have criticised Gareth Southgate for being boring <laughs> yeah. and conservative. Yeah. Would you like to munch on some of those words right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm full of humble pie right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgive me if I can't get my words up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, the, the last time England scored uh, six goals at a World Cup was just four years ago. Yes. Uh, against Panama, which oddly felt like a slightly different game to this because uh, England, I think, were 5-0 up at halftime in that game. But this game, though, Jim... I mean, the game was a few minutes old and then there was an awful injury to the Iranian goalkeeper. Yes. It kind of interrupted England's flow because they were a bit more on the front foot. But we saw those opening minutes, we saw the formation and we thought, OK, but did you really think they were going to get six? No, I really didn't. Did you think I... they were even going to get three? Well, we mentioned on the show yesterday it had the potential to be very boring with, mm. with one of the centre-backs scoring a goal and that being it. But I think actually it's... It, and we're perhaps guilty of a bit of an out out-of-date idea of England. You know, Gareth Southgate, I think he knows now he's got a team that can mm-hmm. can go out and take games by the scruff of the neck a bit more, not be quite so conservative. It'd be interesting to see how he approaches games against, with respect, opposition of a better calibre. Well, England are the, the seeded team in the group. Of course. So you can say yeah. that in the group stage. Of course, for good reason. But yeah. um, I was very, very impressed, not just by the fluidity of the play, but also of the fact that they kept going and kept trying to score more goals. And England have been notoriously excellent at managing the atmosphere around the team and around the camp. And mm-hmm. they've done it again um, with, with this tournament. They've been, the players have been talking about getting to their hotel rooms to find that pictures of their families are in there mm-hmm. already. There's a, they, they feel good. And the message seems to have been that they want everyone to enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I mean, that was so evident today. Yeah. They, 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 they clearly love playing for England and they clearly love playing with each other. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Casper uh, Hulman does uh, with his uh, with his Danish side. Could he, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, copy some bizarre motivational tactics that we have heard Wayne Rooney's deployed at DC United recently? It's always good to hear what Waz is up to, and it emerged this week that he had attempted to inspire his team after a string of of poor results by talking a, about um, the size of his penis. Right, okay. Uh, he told them having a tiny penis has never stopped him. <laughs> <laughs> a source said, and I imagine it will just remain a source, it was very funny and he hoped using personal references would make it look like the speech was from the heart. But the majority of his side were left bemused and struggled to understand what his sex life and size of his manhood had anything to do with what happens on the pitch. He needs to sort of go toe-to-toe with, you know, fragile male... Sexuality, masculinity, <laughs> I suppose. Like, you know, it all ties in, doesn't it? You know, you may not have the biggest hog in the world, but hog. you can you can certainly play a bit of football. I I I love it. I think I yeah. I, I, I wish I only wish he'd done a bit more of a Louis Van Gaal about it. If he'd have yeah, actually, I think that's the thing. That's right. the thing. I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I think you're thinking like, thank, don't pull your trousers down. <laughs> don't pull your trousers down while he's. Yeah. I think I think get the old fella around and go see this lads. Look, I'm top scorer in Man United and England's still just uh, history. That's never stopped me, yeah, has it? That's never stopped me. Why would it stop you, Wayne? Why would that impinge on how fast you'd run? <laughs> if if nothing if anything, else, it, it would makes help. you quicker. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a moment they'll 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 never forget. And 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 the crowd were amazing. The the, the scenes were amazing. And and the videos online were obviously oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's a there's actually a public holiday today in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that incredible. is how big one football match's win has had on this nation. That yeah, is it's, amazing. I mean, you, you can do that with a monarchy, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can do you that what, here. You can all just stay at home today. <laughs> no one. Who've we got? Back. The RMT Union. <laughs> we're all staying at home. Yay! <laughs> but as you say, the celebration videos were incredible. I think my favourite of them all was um, the fan who picked up his front door and oh. threw it. Mm. That, that looked like a heavy front door. Yeah, that? yeah, that was a big one. Solid oak, that. Yeah. 100%. It wasn't a cheap Wix job, was it? It was like a proper, like, protective door. Uh, my favourite was... a was, fire door, that one. My favourite was, like, a lot of lads, like, arms, elbows, jumping around, uh, limbs, I think they call it, uh, <laughs> in, in the room. And then a man just goes outside next to some motorcycles and fires off a Kalashnikov into the air. That's, that's really raised the bar for celebrations. It really does. You sort of look at Fulham with the little clappers and you're like, oh, that's better, isn't it? That's, that's better than... All those 1950s rattles. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. England for Friday night. By the way, <laughs> we're expecting some serious fireworks. Yeah. Slightly worrying, isn't it? Um, the <laughs> celebrations were amazing. I loved as well. Uh, did you see the one where outside the stadium, when the Saudi Arabian fans obviously just carried on celebrating, they all did the shoo, shoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks yeah. and thobs. And there was a black guy who took his thob off, and he's wearing like a really like bright white vest. And I was like, oh, you look so fucking cool. Yeah, well, um, it was. Some Saudi fans with their Saudi shirts on and printed on the back, Messi zero World Cups yes. as well. I saw <laughs> I mean, that. Wow, uh, that's that true. That's, that's some shithousery. That, that, that is wow. prepping. That well, is prepping. That. Talking of shithousery, when the winning goal went in, one of the Saudi players, rather than celebrating with his teammates, actually mm. ran over to Messi and like tapped him and went, you're not going to win. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. I love that yeah. attitude. That's fucking, amazing. That is balls. Balls of that. There was yeah. still another 20 minutes of the game to go. Loved it. I He's obviously had on football. Oh, he's yeah. loving it. Actually, there's more than 20 minutes still. To go. There's about half an hour left. It's incredible. Absolutely amazing. And what about the winning goal? I think this is what makes it so spectacular is that that goal was amazing. I know mm. that the defenders didn't get tight enough to him. No. He did have enough. He had space to, to be able to pull it off. But... What a what a goal and what a finish. It was pure adrenaline because mm. it was just a little scramble in the box, but he managed to find some control and you could just see his whole body went into that effort. <laughs> and it was an absolutely beautiful finish. It really was. Yeah. And and I think I uh, Marcus Bella posted on the WhatsApp group the um the halftime team talk from Harvard. Um, from one of his blogs that he writes, Marcus Speller's <laughs> Half an Hard Love blog, um, and uh, it was it was it was really interesting, sort of like seeing the translators kind of up the intensity at halftime. Like so, like when Half an Hard goes up and starts shouting. The translators also do that because you don't always see that with translators yeah. inside in the, in a managerial setup. I mean, listen, I, I watched half of it, um, but then I had to go to um, Boots for a clear blue uh, pregnancy test because I thought I was pregnant watching Harvard <laughs> do that. Do that. Fuck do that. Sake. The man. The man is. I mean, just, just, he just gives nobody any hope, does he? Really? I mean, <laughs> he's, he's just, it's intimidating, isn't it? Intimidatingly French and handsome, and wow! <laughs> yeah, he's impeccably turned out. Yeah. Coach by dear, Ralph Lauren model by night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome everybody. What a weekend we are experiencing! Eh? A magnificent Friday night in, and now we're ready to get out there and talk about the things that we witnessed last night. Always pleasing. To keep a clean sheet, isn't it, Jim Campbell? Absolutely. Mm. Defending is an art, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. David England still top of the group in command. You must be buzzing. Yeah, um, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. I can't even play along. <laughs> I'm not fucking playing along. Word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God, the East. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I just wish it was on a Sunday night. Like, I and then the weekend like wouldn't have been ruined. Our, our weekends have been no, shit on now by Southgate. And that should have been a 10am game. And you think, oh, God. At least we've got three games to try and claw some World Cup action back. Oh, yeah, it was dear. very, very dull. Oh, God. I just, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, if, you know, to anybody who thought to themselves as a neutral or even as an English person, and you thought to yourself, I'm not really into the football. My goodness, they scored six goals. I, you know, I tune in for the next one. I think, yeah. the, I think the anticipation was... That's the worst bit. It was crazy because you got your Friday night game. Everyone's like absolutely like just about it. Yeah, it's Friday, it's Friday night off the back of scoring six goals. Yeah, yeah. You think we're we're one of those teams now? Exactly. Yeah. The US didn't look particularly you yeah know, great against Wales. Exactly. They're okay, but not brilliant. You yeah. Thought this is this is there for the taking. And, and you and I both predicted three one. Yeah, but yeah, I do. I look like we're well. Jim, now, Jim, don't we? We do, and I and I uh, as some very helpful people on Twitter pointed out, um, I, 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 because I in my deep down in my heart of hearts, I remember going, I think I, are we going to score? Goals? I mean, this is this is England, you know. We shouldn't get too carried away. And then you go, no bollocks! I, I'm, I'm going to get well, carried is, away. This is it, isn't it? You want to get carried away, so yeah. you allow yourself to. We mentioned on the show the other day the Scotland game that no one talks about from the Euros, and mm. th- it was this again. Well, I think we should thank not just the result, but the lack of performance. I do think we should thank Gareth Southgate because you know after that uh, Iran game, we we were getting way ahead of ourselves, and now we're right back down. To the line. <laughs> yeah. He's brought us back and, down. And and when we won, uh, we when England won that game, uh, David, I said to you, you know, you've been critical of Southgate, you know, and, and suggested you may need to eat humble pie. Well, it looks like that humble pie has been spat up all over the floor and that you're ready to uh, to give Southgate a few digs today. Oh, absolutely. I've got a lot of digs. <laughs> He's got a lot of digs. But, but yeah, of course. Of course. Though. Like, honestly, we can't get lost in the euphoria of everything. That's what we did a few years ago at the World Cup. Everyone got carried away. Mm. The, the weather was really good. Yeah, we, we, had a good, we had a good time. The weather was good. Everybody was drinking every yeah. day of the week. Jesse Lingard Love Island was, was even really good that year Jesse as well. You know what I mean? Everyone was in a good place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody was in a really good place, but nobody actually looked at the performances. And even then... Don't do this. They were. They were shit, though. David. Oh, it was, man. We got lost in fucking waste <laughs> course and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, It's like, why? Okay, let's concentrate on last night before you undo all of English football's history. It, but it was just classic. It just we we never take the initiative. Uh-huh. Why not? Mm. Why Why have they gone into that game? Well, I guess they're wrong, they did. Though. Yeah, but why not carry it over? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. And I think he, he gets himself in positions to score goals. He creates his own goals as well. And that's probably why I'd say Kili Kili. Mbappe, 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 oh. That's what we say. The reason they've complained is because Tunisia took the kickoff and then they went to VAR, which is completely, completely yes, against yes. the rules. So even if the Gu- goal guys, itself is, I, is absolutely Can debatable. I jump in and add some context to this? Because the funniest thing about all of this is the majority of French viewers didn't know any of this was happening because T- TF1, <laughs> yes. the, the, the domestic they broadcaster, free to air, had, had cut to an, uh, an advert just as the referee was doing the VAR check. So nobody actually knew uh, you know, whether the goal had been cancelled or not. So a bunch of people went off into the night, you know, go out for drinks, go out for dinner, <laughs> assuming that France had, had tied it and remained unbeaten in the World Cup and then probably came home to find out that the goal had actually been chalked up. <laughs> they haven't got home yet they're still out there <laughs> what about vincent abubakar come on <laughs> he was slagging off mo salah before the tournament saying i'm not impressed by him it's i can the do Shania what he Twain does. of football although maybe not maybe not slagging him off he was just saying yeah as you say he was, it, it doesn't impress me much mm. yeah that's but, a solid joke yes it's a very good joke uh and i'm afraid you ubisoft stuff <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. That's all right. Uh, I just want to say that um, <laughs> when he came on, he impressed us. Yes, he, he did. impressed he us did. all. He, he impressed us much. He's <laughs> <laughs> very good. I can't think of any shit. But it's, it's, just, it's just great, sort of giving it, giving it the big one, and then coming on and doing that. It's like, well, fair dues, fair dues. Do you know what? For his goal, which mm. was a scooper. Yeah. Um, I think. He thought he yeah. was offside, it was a which, tr- is, yes. which is why he did it. Yeah, I completely agree. That's why this he did it. You more more yeah. than anything, like... this was a triumph for VAR. <laughs> yeah. VAR. People VAR. say VAR takes away goals. The, VAR gave us the, 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 the VAR taketh away, but you, the VAR giveth. Indeed, Lars, because when he goes through, he thinks, oh, well, I, I'll, the whistle's not going. I should I'm do just, due diligence here. And he thinks, ah, oh, yeah, I'll scoop. There you go. Flicks it in and walks off. And then when it was given, his sm- he couldn't believe he's lucky. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm, that, that's for, I'm getting that. I, th- I think it wasn't a scoop or a chip. I think it was a lift because it, and it, it was on his toe for too long. It's a scoop. It's a snooker shot. It's, it's a vertical snooker loopy shot. I know, now you're talking. I just realised, I think this exact same thing happened with the Gianluca Scamacca at West Ham earlier this season. All oh, right. 
he he it wasn't offside then, but it was a handball. He he, right. he accidentally controlled it with his hand, mm. and then he kind of half-heartedly chipped the keeper. Yes, and didn't celebrate because he's like this game ruled out. It hit my yeah, hand, yeah, yeah. and then inexplicably, like the VAR was like, that's ah, fine, Januka, you go on. And he was like, wait, what? I scored? Do you think that there's maybe a rule that if the if the finish is so good, the guy in, or whoever's doing VAR just goes, ah, go on, come on. on, or is it just a footballer thing? If you think it's getting ruled out, you've got to try the chip. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Default setting. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a lovely goal. There's no two ways about that. It was and a lovely a... line from the Serbians. Well, I tell you, <laughs> what, he did it twice. They didn't learn. <laughs> they did not learn. We're three-one up against Cameroon. What are we doing here? High line, boys. Let's yeah. put it up. Have we got fast defenders? No, they're all slow. Yeah. Are we good at keeping pressure on them? No, we're not. We're a little bit chaotic. It's, only, like, a, oh. it's only a Bubakar. Oh, he's broke through twice. It's really I mean, good. he timed his runs superbly. Really well. Superbly. And he's well. not a speedy boy. He's more no. of a like a muscular and centre-forward type of man, so you wouldn't well, really expect it from him. He's an all-rounder, because when he burst through when they were 3-2 down, they thought, oh, it's a bit of an angle. Put it on an absolute plate for, yeah. for Chippo. Absolutely. Mm. The ex-Stoke City man, what's he doing at the World Cup, Lars? It's banging in goals for Bayern. He's had is. the most inexplicable Indian summer I can remember. Indeed, yes. Of, at the age of 33, suddenly becoming very good. I'm pleased that he got him. He got on the, on the score sheet as well. But yes, yeah, so uh, that was it. I, it, this possibly is the, was the game of the tournament. It was so, so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I do want to flag up uh, the third Serbian goal as well. Was Lovely. just great in terms of like. There were like three points when you think you're going to finish, but yeah. they played an extra pass. I yeah. love that. Well, that was interesting because obviously Cameroon took the lead, although Serbia should have been up. Mitrovic missed a great chance, and I was a bit, I was a bit concerned for old Mitro because in the in the World Cup uh, in 2018, uh, Serbia were in with Brazil and Switzerland as well, weren't they? They were in the same group, and. Mitrovic, I think he had a couple of chances. I don't think he scored. And I thought, oh, is he, is he going to get himself a World Cup goal? Well, of course, when he missed that chance, I thought, oh, Mitro. Because he'd hit the post as well. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. And then Cameroon go a goal up. Much to the delight of the Cameroon bench. <laughs> that was a long way to get over to the celebrations, yeah. but they made it there. Fair play to them. Go on, David. No, no. <laughs> not getting involved. No. Not saying it was an easy one. Uh, first half wasn't, was it? Come on! We hey. singing it then, were you? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we were just keeping the powder dry. England beat Wales 3-0, Jim Campbell. They certainly did. Uh, they're through. The poor Welsh are out. Um, of course, Wales started with Gareth Bale in the side. Didn't heed my advice, did you, Robbie Page? Uh, and uh, Wales, yeah, they. I mean... To be fair, though, I mean, at half-time, David, it was nil-nil... Wales looked like they were not going to bother England at all um, in an attacking sense, but they kind of stood their ground and and defended quite resolutely. I think that's all they're really capable of. I don't think they brought much to this tournament. I mean, I'm saying good riddance to them. They've not brought anything to the tournament. I thought they'd been a load of shit. Like, honestly, and yeah, I was a bit annoyed last night when it was nil-nil at half-time because I was like, Jesus Christ, this is it. They, they were so, so powerful. How disappointed would you be if you're a Wales fan? Because I'd be devastated. Because, because they, they it takes... How many years to get to the World Cup? Was it 64 years, you know, since 1958? You get there. And it's not like uh, an insignificant side. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But, you know, sometimes you do get the the vibe of a team of we're just happy to be here. They're in a group. They've they've got significant players who have achieved a lot in the game. And, 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 And are similarly ranked with two of the sides in the group. And the other side, the seeded side, is a rival, which sometimes... I understand it's not the glamorous tie perhaps they might have wanted, but as it's a rival, you never know. You know, you you can get yourself up for that and nerves and so on and so forth. But 
they didn't apply themselves really. And it seemed to be, right, let's just sort of hang on in there and, and Gareth, you do your stuff. And I think that, yes, you can go out of the group stages if you're Wales. You know, that is that is realistic. It's not a disgrace that they've, they've gone home um, after three matches. But they never really gave it a go. No, I mean, that's... That will be the most disappointing, I think. Mm. And I, I wonder if it's because the side's really limited or if they froze a little bit. But what you, what you would expect from, from Wales in, a, in a, you know, an international derby game, even mm. in a tournament, is that they would snap into tackles, they would press harder, they would, they would run, at least match you for running. Mm. But they, would, they just can't do that with really Bale. passive. No, I think that's the problem. Although they Ramsey, don't have the legs in the team. Ramsey did a little bit of that against England. But he can only do a little bit. That's well, the thing now. Yeah, so I just wonder, David, you know, if it was another manager than Rob Page. And I understand, you know, you look at Rob Page's managerial career, you know, this is the pinnacle of his managerial career thus far. And that's understandable because he's managing his own country at a World Cup. But if you will, it's not a gleaming CV. Yeah. Neither is Southgate's, by the way. Again, that is not in any, any way disrespectful. But you just wonder, because of what Bale's done and Ramsey have done in, in, in Wales shirts over the last, you know, how many years, it has been tremendous and it, sh- and it will never, ever be forgotten what they have done. Yeah. You know, semi-final of a Euro, I know you're going back a few years now, but they qualify for the World Cup in, in, in Euros and so on. Um, but I just wonder if, like we were saying the other, the other day, you've got to change it. You can't just go, all right, well, more of the same, lads. Bale, is, is, he's got 20, 25 minutes in him, that's it, really. He's looked mm. like way off the pace. Was it eight touches he had in the first half? Seven or eight touches, yeah. yeah. Like, like way off plan. the pace. And and I, I just thought that they should have ripped up what they had done in qualifying and a, and a new kind of vibe and, and used Bale as that impact sub. But I suppose realistically that was never going to happen. No, I, can't, no, I don't think it ever was. Like, Look, this was like the, his big last hurrah. Same with Ramsey. Mm. Um, I think they've got two players there, Johnson and James. Um, I would have had them either side of Moore and then just played on the break. But they didn't even play on the break. There no, was there, no was, yeah, right, yeah. there was no commitment of numbers. Yeah. They were always worried about England. But I don't think you can do that in the final group game. Look, no. you're like, nobody had really given them a chance anyway. They were, you mm. know, they needed, needed a bit of a miracle, a mini miracle to, to actually uh, qualify. So why not just have a go? They're, they're such a proud nation as well. Mm. I, they, they, everybody are feeling bad. They, I don't want to hear that. A Wales fan this morning just saying, "All oh, right, yeah, we gave it a go. You know, we, we've done. We you know we did enough. We tried. We best yeah. we could with what we got. No, you, you, they didn't. I, I, yeah, they I could have done so much more. They yeah. played like a team that were already out. Yeah. Um, before we move on from England, did you enjoy Jack Grealish saying that uh, there'd been a big overreaction to the US game? This was ahead of the Wales game, uh, and he said that when England beat uh, Iran, we were the best thing since sliced veg. I mean, he just needs to be protected at all costs, doesn't he? <laughs> What do you see him like? He's grabbing such a, a pure soul. <laughs> he is. He's lovely. I hope, yeah. I hope life doesn't change him. Uh-huh. Do you see him like? Putting, <laughs> it would happen by now. I, I, he seems I, to get more is and he, more is adorable. He buttering, with is he buttering the outside of a full unsliced loaf of bread? This is difficult to eat. This, this isn't that good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've all evidently been darkened by life, and if we can protect one soul from that, <laughs> yeah, I'll be really happy. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Ronaldo's quite involved in the early stages, isn't he, here in the, in, in the first 10 minutes? And given that his, his first touch against Ghana was the sort of first touch I would be embarrassed about if I was playing five-side, you know, because he looks well short of fitness. There's no two ways around it. Is, it. is he beginning to look a little bit sharper? Or uh, I suppose you won't really know until he gets a proper chance at goal, but he's more involved anyway, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, it's actually starting to annoy me a bit at how excited they are, every, the fans are around us every time he touches the ball, because... Some of the other players are 
you know, just as exciting and skillful to watch, but they're, they're just all absolutely going for it every time he even barely touches the ball. Yeah. It's like, I think this might annoy me after 90 minutes, Andy. I just enjoy the thunderclap. <laughs> Don't think about it. That annoys me even more. <laughs> to remind you of Iceland in Euro 2016. Yeah. So, Jules, you're going to the England game tomorrow. What would you do if someone did a Mexican wave there? Sit in my seat and say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, trouble through. Oh. Ben Tancur nearly scored one of the goals of the tournament there. Dribbled all the way through. Straight at Diogo Costa in the end. That would have been an amazing goal, wouldn't it? would have been incredible and that's what you get Andy for threatening me with a wet Mexican wave at the England Wales game tomorrow <laughs> Ben Tancur shares your anger <laughs> well there we go half time you having a beer then let's go get ourselves a Budweiser Zero it's sponsoring this programme you know I have to say, I think there are two sides to Messi's growing form in this tournament. In the last two games, and I thought especially last night against Poland, he was brilliant. Mm. He, he was, you know, we, we can't be saying peak Messi because that that is big language to be throwing a, 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 around. Uh, but he feels more than useful Messi, essential to what Argentina are trying to do, Messi. And I think there are two angles to it. Firstly, going into what Jonathan was saying, having had a thorough preseason and what we see in Cristiano Ronaldo at the moment who had a very truncated preseason you cannot even if you're the best player or near the best player in the world you cannot survive without that particularly when you're going into your late 30s it, it just won't do and we, we saw that in the first half of last season with Leo Messi of course it's interesting as well the fact that he has tended in recent seasons I think you look at the back end of last season with PSG, or as we said, there are very particular reasons to that. And certainly the last two seasons at Barcelona, much better in the second half of the season than he was in the first half of the season. Whereas in the first half of this season, he's been flames. He's been absolutely terrific. And he's brought that into the, the World Cup. The second part of that, though, has to do, I think, with the choices of Lionel Scaloni. Because the players he has brought in around Messi... Messi has always needed the legs for a long time now. Now, we've talked about Cristiano Ronaldo and you know his declining physical state, well, the, the declining amount of running that he does. And, you know, I, th I think that's been part of Portugal and Real Madrid and Juventus' game plan. He, he wants the ball at his feet now, doesn't he? He does want it 10 yards ahead. There's no, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. But Messi drops to get the ball and is not necessarily able to accelerate from mm. the centre circle as he used to be. So if you go all the way back to, what, 2014, Barcelona go all in on Neymar and Luis Suarez, who was prime Luis Suarez then, to have the legs to carry Messi. And it worked. And now, I think as we're getting deeper into this World Cup, I think replacing Lautaro Martinez, who's a great player, with a player who's more Messi compatible maybe, in Julian Alvarez. Mm. I, I think that is part of it. You look at the way they've reconstituted the midfield. It feels as if, not. I don't know if, if you can even say Messi's growing into the tournament, but the, the right team is beginning to grow around Messi now, which is enabling him. But let's talk about that goal, the goal, the controversial goal, the goal that made all the difference because it turned out to be Japan's winner and turned out to be the goal that sent Germany 
out of the World Cup. Was the ball over the line or not? The, the, I think the most amusing thing about the whole, the whole lot is the amount of photos I've seen on social media <laughs> of just footballs next to pieces of paper, next to pieces of toilet yeah. roll, next to the edge of tiles. It's like, come on, guys, what are you trying to show us here? It's a, it's a rule. A rule yeah, is a rule, right, all, Andy? All, also, I don't really want to see... I, no, there's no other way of putting this. I don't want to see people's misshapen balls in their front room. I simply don't want to <laughs> yeah, see that, okay? They're, they're not proper ones. They haven't been fitted with microchips. They're, they're not fully pumped up. They're just like a football they found around the back of a cupboard or something. Exactly. Your balls yeah. aren't professional balls. They've just been stood on in your back garden i don't want to see it <laughs> the dogs had it the dogs <laughs> had all of it but but if you people are complaining about it right if you are looking at a shot that looks like the ball has gone out and you are seeing the the, the line of the post not being in complete line with the white line that it's supposed to be going out on then you are watching an in, inaccurate um you know a, a, a shoddy perspective shot of that goal because there is no camera that is exactly 90 degrees above the pitch on the goal line because it's not fucking kickoff two on the amiga like there's there's like you can't you can't tell whether it is out or out or not out i mean where it where it gets a little bit strange is that we've not been actually shown um anything from fifa or the world cup or ifab or whoever uh, that conclusively says that it was uh, in but um but presumably they've got ways of measuring this surely but talking about what you were saying before jules i just wanted to go back to that and the atmosphere created by the japanese fans it, it was absolutely astonishing. It was astonishing in the Germany game and also in the Khalifa that, that, that I went to. You know, they, they were some of the noisiest fans, that are probably the noisiest fans that I've come across. They're absolutely relentless, the Japanese fans. I know Pete's got loads of experience of, of going to watch J-League. Is, is that something that bleeds across from international football? Is Japanese I, 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 domestic I football say, atmospheric? I would say no, not at all. I mean, they, they have um, certainly, and I've only been a couple of times to, to, to football matches there, but like they do have singing sections and they do all the singing right. and the flag waving. And that is relentless. You know, it never they never stop singing. They never stop flag waving. But I would say that this is a whole different level. And I think I spent a good hour watching the Shibuya Scramble Crossing um, police trying to have some kind of semblance of control over you know, a thousand people trying to cross a big, uh, a big, a big crossing, Oxford Circus crossing style uh, crossing <laughs> um, uh, at, at, at six o'clock in the morning. So you've got like commuters getting into work and you've got, you know, drunkards just absolutely partying <laughs> their heads off because they've been uh, they've been drinking all night and and that's you know that that's kind of the Japan I know the the six a.m. boozing kind of Japan because they you know the, the 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 drinking culture and the partying culture is is so is so fucking great and it was so like fun watching like these kind of YouTubers filming live um, shots of like the the, the Hachiko um, entrance to um, Shibuya Station. That it, double from it, it was, especially when the referee didn't want to give them penalties. Well, they, they had two very, very strong penalty shouts turned down. Mm -hmm. So a bit of injustice there for Ghana, which I guess, no, sorry, for a bit of injustice for Uruguay, which I'm sure the Ghanaians were delighted with. Yeah, well, the, Cavani took his own, uh, uh, took it out on the VAR machine. Didn't yeah, he? Did, VAR yeah, yeah. machine? The monitor. Yeah. Clearly but, not, uh, mach the, the, the the machine. Uruguay, the magic eight ball. No penalty. Not Maybe likely. that is how they start out, doing it. Outlook out, out, is unclear at this <laughs> point. The VAR machine has said 
ask me again later, for God's sake. <laughs> I need to know now. <laughs> Uruguay's absolute commitment to villainy mm. is incredible. I like how the Ghana players were so certain that they would try and scuff the penalty spot that they guarded it. You don't really see that happen. But Darwin Nunes still had a little gig. Exactly. <laughs> he still tried to do it, then got yeah. booked and was furious about it. Yeah, yeah. They, they wasted so much time around that yeah. very deliberately, and I wonder if that contributed to, to RU's penalty miss. But I also wonder, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the video, but like Valverde, like trolling the ref after the oh penalty goodness, was missed, yeah. is like, I, I know that they enjoy a bit of the dark arts, Uruguay, but they I do. feel like they a may bit. have gone too far here. I think and, they've gone too far. And, and it, when the referee then doesn't give them penalties yeah. later on in the game. Well, like, because Uruguay, they're, they're sort of that kind of anti-hero, if you know what I mean, because as you say, the, the, the dark arts are not unusually in this part of the world, we've kind of scoffed that a bit, even though, you know, players from this country have got, you know, in, in terms of uh, physicality and so on, have been well-versed in that over the years. But 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 there is a very likeable quality about Uruguay. The fact is they know what they're about. Yeah. They're, a po- they're a country of a very small population. They punch well above their weight, and they yeah. do punch. Um, and well, uh, They get at you. They get amongst it. Well, they totally, they yeah. wind you up. They ruffle your feathers. But they're a likeable... Um, Shit houses, if you know what I mean. Well, I, I just depends on if you're in the end of well, it. But, well, true, but I think this time, as Lars says, they've gone a little bit too far. And I think it's also when you don't have skin in the game, you just want football to be not boring. Yes. And and I think sometimes in terms of the actual play, they can be boring, but they add stuff and drama <laughs> yeah, and histrionics. Be, because they they just cheat. Yeah. Basically, this time <laughs> it is, it is a simple isn't it? <laughs> The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. 